golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. And I hope you're taking it easy on the fairways tonight because it is a little rainy. And Rich B, I'm back in the house. Much missed. Oh, it was Jeff Shane and I running the asylum last week in the Clear Channel Castle. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. You know what? And me is the front man. Jeff Shane is my wingman. Hey, we did pretty good, actually, I thought. Well, I had a great time up in Atlantic City at the ING, the International Network of Golf Conference, and we had some fantastic weather up there. Got to uh, demo some new products, Rich B, including I got fitted for some Bridgestone golf balls. I don't know if you've ever been through the fitting process that they have. It's really unbelievable. And to find the right golf ball is uh, pretty important. I mean, you know, it is all about feel. You got to like what you're using. Holly, do you like it? Did you, did you, uh, I love it. I got fit for the same golf ball as, you know, my favorite, Freddie. Boom, boom. Freddie Couples. Yep, the nice. the, uh, the three thirty Bridgestone, and anyway, tonight we got a special little giveaway for our listeners because we're gonna give away a dozen golf balls at every break. So you want to keep listening, and you may win a dozen golf balls just in time for Father's Day, and of course our number eight hundred seven two nine eight two five five, and you're gonna get a chance to go on the Bridgestone website. And actually uh, pick out the ball that suits your game. So stay tuned for that, and we'll give you a little more detail later. And we're going to waste no time at all here right now. We're going to go live up to Pinehurst, the U.S. Open, uh, and Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you guys doing? Well, the weather looks beautiful up there. Did you get any rain this afternoon? They were predicting some. No, uh, we didn't. They actually cleared the course earlier because I guess they were um, concerned about uh, lightning. But uh, it never it never actually rained on the course. So, uh, you know, that's a good thing because there are thunderstorms predicted every day. And, um, you know, the, the less rain it gets, I think, uh, the the better the the tournament can be in terms of it you know it kind of keeping its fire which which actually even if it does rain I'm not sure it's going to matter much because this place is pretty pretty tough. Well, tell us a little bit about the you know the the general feedback you're getting on the golf course for uh, you know if, if people haven't 
been tuning into the Golf Channel yet because they've been doing great coverage on it. Uh, there was the massive restoration by Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw to the iconic Pinehurst Number 2. And we're used to seeing thick, six-inch rough, narrow fairways, very, very lush green golf course for the U.S. Open. This is a totally different golf course now. It's been restored back to the way Donald Ross originally designed it, uh, more of a link-style course with with sand and natural grasses and uh, fairways that are going to look a little little brown, stuff we're not used to. What are the players saying? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's um, it's a much different look than if you watch the highlights of '99 and '05, and and uh, you know it's 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 been put back to way to the to the way Donald Ross intended it, uh, and you know to to which golf has often been. You know, it's it it, it can look a little barren at times. It can. It can be less pristine, although the fairways and greens are perfect. Uh, but you've got the areas off to the off the fairways that uh, you know are they, they look like large waste areas. Uh, but there's some trouble in there too. You're not always going to have a great lie. You might have some obstacles, some you know some growth to deal with. And and the players for the most part really like it. I mean they're. I think they they welcome coming to an open where it's not uh, gouged out rough, which they mostly say takes away the skill factor. You know, there's 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 not a whole lot of skill in just trying to bang a shot 60, 80 yards down the fairway, uh, which is you know all you're left to do sometimes. And same with around the greens. Now, you know, there's some creativity involved, some skill involved. There's a lot more of that around the greens. There's options. Uh, you could chip, you can bump and run, you could putt. It all kind of depends on, you know, a player's, uh, uh, you know, his his likes and dislikes. And and in theory, you know, the, the, the better skilled players sh- should prevail, should should handle that better. So now they're also saying it's brutally hard. I mean, you're not you're not hearing too many guys say they think there's a lot of birdies out there. Uh, I think Rory said today that uh, there's maybe five holes where he thinks you can attack the pin. The rest of the time you're you're playing to the middle, you're playing away. Uh, you know, I, I heard you a couple might, of guys say they, they there are some forced bailouts too where your best bet is uh, one of the collection areas and then chipping it in. Yeah, exactly. You know, missing a green on purpose. Um, because if you if you fly it onto the green it might bound over and then you've got a really tough shot. So it's going to be really interesting. I mean, uh uh, it, it, there's always somebody who, who, who puts up a good score in, in U.S. Open. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody shot a couple under par. Uh, you know, but but to sustain it, you know, it, it doesn't seem like anybody can put four good rounds together to where they're several under par. I mean, uh, I think if the winner's under par, it'll only be by a few. So if we look at, obviously, it seems to be um, ripe for Phil. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's you know, got the best, one of the best short games on the tour. He's uh, going to have to drive the ball well. I heard him say, you know, the other night that he was really pleased with how he's driving the ball. So, of course, you know, Phil would be a, a, a good bet. We, we were to talking. Come <laughs> <laughs> to come in second. To come in second. Obviously, Bubba, because you know he hits it long, but he's talking about you know backing up and you know and, and maybe not using the driver so much, which surprised me. Just uh, you know, give us some idea of what some of these guys are thinking. 
Yeah, I mean, Phil and, and Bubba are completely opposite. You know, Phil says he plans to take a lot of drivers. Um, Bubba is like, no, uh, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, if I miss fairways, I, I might get fortunate uh, some of the time, but others I won't. And I'd rather I'd rather be coming in from farther back. But, you know, that's going to be some long approach shots, even for him. You know, a lot of 200-yard approaches on par fours. You know, there's four par fours that are over 500 yards. Um, and, you know, even Bubba, you know, he's not going to hit an iron 300 yards. He's going to be looking at, you know, maybe hitting something 260, 270, uh, if he's not hitting a driver, and he's still going to have 230 in on, on, on some of those par fours. So, you know, that's that's a game of patience there. You know, you're not going to hit it close with four irons, three irons uh, from the fairway on par fours very often. You know, you're going to be playing for a lot of pars. And, you know, I think Phil feels like, first of all, Phil doesn't hit it as far as Bubba, so that's a different thing also. But I, I'm guessing he feels like if he's driving it well, he wants to, you know, give himself the shortest iron he can in. It's it's your best chance then to, to have any any shot at making birdies. And really, the birdie chances are going to be rare. You better capitalize when you have them. Uh, looking at, you know, the uh, world rankings here, of course, Adam Scott sitting in, in number one. Um, I, you know, do you think this type of a course is, is going to fare for maybe one of the Europeans? Um, Rory? Uh, Sergio? Maybe... Um, uh, you know, Jason Day. I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I actually like all the names you mentioned. I, I, I still wonder about Jason Day and where he's at. You know, he's just really not been healthy since he won the match play. Uh, actually, said he came back too soon in trying to play the Masters, and um, you know, he's just had his share of issues with his wrist. But, uh, you know, Rory's a high ball hitter. That should really bode well on a course like this where the greens are hard to hold. Uh, he feels he seems to have a lot of confidence. And Adam Scott's never been in the top ten in the U.S. Open, which is a little surprising. But he he also likes to look at the course. He said it sort of reminded him of, of um, you know, some of the courses in the Sandbelt area of Australia. That's the Melbourne area where you've got, like, a Royal Melbourne, which kind of has that lengthy look and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of waste areas. Uh, Whoop, Bob. Um, oh, okay. You know, I, we I lost you for a second, Bob. Like, I'm sorry. I, I said I think we're looking again, though. It's you know the possibility of somebody we're not even thinking of. I think it's just been that kind of year, and and uh, you know uh, we, we can have a name up there that's. Uh, that surprises us because I just think that's sort of how golf has been. And what about uh, a, a veteran like a like a Jim Furyk? You know, after uh, that that uh, disappointing loss out at uh, Olympic, uh, like to see maybe him bounce back with another Open. Yeah, you know, Furyk is um, uh, he's he's one of the top guys, if not the top guy, in uh, scrambling on the tour this year. Recovery shots. Um, and, you know, this is going to be a place where guys, there's not going to be very many guys hitting 15, 16 greens. It's going to be more like 12 is a good round. So you're going to miss a third of the greens. And, uh, you know, you better, you better uh, get those up and down as many times as you can because you figure that uh, the greens you do hit, there might even be some three putts. So uh, I, I actually kind of like Furyk as a bit of a sleeper. Um, 
even though the golf course is really long, uh, as we were mentioning earlier, you know, a guy like Bubba feels like he has to dial it back. So, you know, if, if Fjord's got his game going, and he did there for a while earlier this year, you know, he contended at uh, Wells Fargo and the players in back-to-back weeks, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's, he's got the one U.S. Open. It's sort of been up his alley. It's been it's the type of style that suited him. We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. So what's the what's the buzz around the press room? Who do you think's the the favorite, and who'll be hosting the trophy on Sunday? You know, I, I mean, I'm picking Rory, but uh, I, I don't feel very confident in picking anybody. It, it's it's just been that way. I I, I think uh, the the conditions are so unique um, that uh, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, Roy has typically excelled on, on, on softer courses. As it is right now, this place is rock hard. Uh, you know, Phil's got a lot of, lot going for him. I think he really loves the course. He loves the ability to have a variety of shots around the greens. But, of course, as we've said many times, he's just not really shown the form this year. He's been, he's been a little off his game. So, uh, uh, can he put it together by tomorrow morning? Uh, uh, you know, so I like I kind of like Bubba if he can get over his own mental hurdles about the U.S. Open. I mean, he's been playing as well as anybody this year. Uh, in fact, probably the best. He's, he's won more. He's got more world ranking points this year than anyone. So, you know, those are three guys right there. And I'm also sort of sort of curious. Jordan Spieth does he contend again in a big tournament? Uh, can can he do that? I think that would be pretty cool. Well, there's no doubt this course is going to provide a lot of drama on Sunday. And uh, you think they're going to break par, Bob? No, if you had, if you if you made me say, I, I'm I'm going to say no. Uh, you know, the last two opens, only one guy under par, Payne Stewart. You know, he was one under, and uh, Michael Campbell was even. And they've added length, and I, I don't think the fact that there's no rough makes it that much easier. The greens are that are, are that difficult here. So I'm going to say no. I think even par, maybe one over wins it. Um, you know, if if the course gets softened a little bit by some thunderstorms, then maybe there's the possibility of two or three under winning. Well, but, uh, you know, a lot of guys say even with that, they don't see under par. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a nail biter and a, a edge of your seat on on Sunday. We're not going to be uh, walking away from that coverage. So as always, Bob, we appreciate. You spending some time with us. We'll let you go back to work. Thanks so much. Bob Thank Herrick, you. ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Jeff Rude from Golf Week. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And uh, we're going to give away those golf balls, Rich B, just in time for Father's Day. Yeah, all you got to do is call in. 800-729-8255. We're going to take the fourth caller for those Bridgestone. Fourth caller. Golf balls, and uh, you're actually going to get fitted, get to get to pick them out online, match the golf ball you might be playing now, and um, 
Get yourself a dozen golf balls. Ain't nobody playing out there right now, Holly. The skies, the friendly skies are a little ugly out there. Yeah, they the are. friendly skies. They are dumping on us. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Ben Crane, the big winner at the FedEx St. Jude Classic uh, last week. Good finish by Ben. Golf boy, golf boy. And we'll see if he can carry it over to the you Open. You know, at 73, he got away with it. He did not play that well on, you know, and nobody could chase him down. Uh, when Webb Simpson... And did you, 66. Did, did you catch any of this Big Cedar Lodge, Legends of Golf, Fred Funk, and Jeff Sluman from uh, my hometown, Rochester? Used to play a little golf with Jeff at Rochester. Oak Hill. Yep. And um, on the women's side, the LPGA was NB Park winning in Canada. So um, that's a quick wrap-up. And we're going to go back up to the press center in Pinehurst and... Um, we have a very special guest on next, Rich B. You know, he is out there week to week, just working, working, working. Has been out there for quite a while. For years. I've known him for years. The one, the only senior writer at Golf Week. Hate to be rude. Jeff Rude with us. Hello. Oh, gee, I like I like being out there, quote, unquote, out there. <laughs> no doubt about it. Jeff Rude. So, these guys are doing so much thinking. This redesign by Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw, uh, the smoke is coming out of these the guys' ears. They're they're just doing so much calculation in terms of. I mean, you listen to Bubba and you listen to Phil. Give us your thoughts on what's going on up there. Well, if you listen to Bubba and you listen to Phil, you think they're playing different golf courses. Phil says he's going to be aggressive and hit drivers and get as close to the green as possible. And Bubba's going to lay back and play fairway first conservative golf because he thinks it's a second shot golf course and wants a better chance to uh, hit a crisp high iron shot that might stand the green. Um, you know, that, that's one of the beauties of this place is there's there are different options. There are different options uh you know, off the tee, and there are different, many different options around the greens. You know, you can put it up the ramp on the, the turtle back greens or, you, or when you're just off, or, or you can hit a bump and run, or you can take out an L wedge and land it on the green and try to have it skip and stop. Um, so that's the beauty, uh, you know, the options uh, on this golf course. And, and I think options come into play, too, with, with uh, regard to the prospective winner. I think the medium one winner has a chance here. You know, it's it's 7,500 and change. It's the second longest U.S. Open golf course, but I think because of the firm Browns, uh, the medium guy will have a chance. Um, but the winner will be somebody who who chips well and, and makes putts in the in the range of, of five to ten feet. If you don't do that, you have no chance. You know, I, I like that. Uh, thank you for the update on the 7,500 yards. The conditions, I think, Jeff. Now they're talking about maybe a little rain and uh, uh, you know I mean with the uh, you know if it gets a little windy I mean this could be a big number these guys are looking at shooting here. Well, uh, I talked to uh, Jay Golden on the range today, Orlando golf instructor. Uh, uh, he was here caddying for one of his students, and he said over over 27 holes of practice uh, with seven guys. Seven guys who played 27 holes. Um, he said he saw exactly no birdies among that group. Um, so that tells you how hard it's been. Well, there aren't many birdie holes out there. There's only two par fives and 
There's four par, there's six par fours, uh, 484 yards or longer. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't see how I'd be surprised if anybody breaks par to be honest with you. Yeah, I, that would be my guess too. And um, wow, it's going to be tough for the women uh, next week. That's for sure, <laughs> uh, from the sounds of things. But you've played the course, uh, yes, Jeff, since they've done the restoration. I have not played it since, no. But but you know, I played it before, and and I you know I've been in front of a green and hit a chip shot and made a ninety degree turn and kept rolling and went down in a bunker and I you know looked and thought, oh my God, what what just happened here? <laughs> um, you know, Phil Nicholson talked yesterday about being in the side of a green and if you're not careful, you chip it over to the other side and it'll roll down into a collection area or a bunker. So. You know, hang on to your hats, and, and you better be you better have pretty soft hands. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, make for a great weekend. Uh, what do you think about Jordan Spieth? Obviously, he's come out of the box here with a great tournament, the Masters, and uh, another great finish at TPC. Uh, do you think somebody like Jordan? Do you think one of these young guns has got a chance to, you know, just put the blinders on and make a go for it? Yeah, there's no question. There's no question that Speed has uh, what it takes to win here. I mean, he, he's a five-tool player. You know, his short game is terrific. Um, he, you know, he showed that he's not afraid. He's contended at the Masters and the players, as you mentioned. Um, so he's used to the big stage. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think he has what it takes to uh, and the imagination. He's very imaginative. He's very creative. He's very... You know, he's not a mechanical kid. He sees it and does it, uh, which I really like. Uh, you know, I just did a column for golfweek.com, and I came up with a, a list of 19 players who I think the winner will come from. Yeah, it's hard to pick a winner of a golf tournament, particularly this one. I mean, this one, I mean, this one gave us Michael Campbell. I mean, Payne Stewart, you could understand in 99 because he's such a good chipper and putter and such a good U.S. Open player. Um, but, you know, Michael Campbell came out, you know. And, and, and Jeff Ogilvie? There's almost a – well, Jeff Ogilvie, yeah, but I'm talking about uh, open at Pinehurst. I, I just think, you know, you can hit a shot, Holly, one ball, you hit two nine irons in, one ball might land eight feet from the other ball, and one ball might stay pretty close to the hole, and the other one might bounce off the green. So there's, there's a big element of uh, – I don't want to say unfair, but chance involved. I mean, there's always, you know, some some luck involved in golf. But I think here it's magnified. And because it's magnified, I think it makes it harder to pick a winner. It's hard enough to pick a winner any time in a golf tournament, but I think it's even harder here than open at Pinehurst. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, how about Webb Simpson? He's uh, kind of the hometown boy there, grew up in Charlotte and won at Greensboro, uh, has won the U.S. Open. Think he's flying under the radar, or do you think he's a he's a top pick? I, I he's on my list of nineteen, and he's uh, if I had to whittle that list down to ten, he'd be on it. Um, yeah, he has a crazy good short game, uh, which is necessary here. Um, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that. Do you? Say that again. I don't think a lot of people recognize how good his short game is. Well. You know, my friend uh, uh, Travis Watkins played with him at Lake Forest. Travis is Lanny's son and spent some time in Orlando and 
uh, when he when he played the uh, Hooters Winter Tour a couple of years ago, and we spent a lot of time together. And he just said that his short game is just off the charts, and he's he's proved that. I mean, proved that when he won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago at the Olympic Club. But um, you know, he used to come to Pinehurst as a kid on weekends. He's comfortable here. He lives in North Carolina. He went to college in North Carolina. The comfort level with the grasses and everything else. I'm hearing karma, karma, karma. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm hearing comfort, comfort, comfort. And, and, and again, somebody with a wicked short game is going to win this tournament. Ted, put this stat in your pipe and smoke it. And, and when Shane Stewart won in 99 and when Michael Campbell won in 2005, they each hit the same number of greens in regulation. You guys take a pick. Take a guess at how many greens they hit in regulation. 14. They hit the same number. How many? 14. Over, over four days. No, oh. no, out of uh, over four, uh, 72 holes. How oh, many 72. How many greens did they hit in regulation? Uh, f- uh, d- 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 12, 24, 48. Allie? 42. You're very close, 41. That's, you know, that's 50, that's low. I yeah. Mean, that, that, that shows you right there how, sh- how sharp their short games were and, and that it led to victory. Wow. Very interesting. Well, it is going to be uh, quite a Sunday, I think, one of those where uh, the whiteboard and the Ouija board and everything's going to be going. So, uh, Jeff Rudd, out of that, that list of yours, who are you picking? Oh, I, I, you know, uh, why not? We'll uh, only put 50 cents with, on it. <laughs> I'll put what, 25 cents on, uh, you know, the last time the Open was here, uh, there's only one player from the top 10 uh, in 2005 who was in this year's field, uh, and that's Sergio Garcia, who finished uh, tied for third in 05 and Campbell won. Ooh. Um, I'll, 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 I'll go with him. Uh, straight driver, great ball striker, can bring it in high, land it soft, great chipper, improved his putting uh, tremendously over the last year or two, and his attitude on life is better. He's in a happy uh, relationship. And, and he knows uh, he knows links courses, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Garcia. All right, Jeff Rude, Golf Week. Hate to be rude, we love hearing from you and. Um, One of the best in our business. We'll let you go back to work. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us, Jeff. All right, Holly. Thanks. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. More U.S. Open talk coming up next. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make a We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B, and it's that time we're giving away another dozen Bridgestone golf balls. Call 800-729-8255. Doesn't that music just make you feel happy, Rich B? Hey. A little Price is Right going I like on. That. We got a little giveaway, Great so make sure you give a call. Balls. I love those commercials they run with Freddie and, you know, anytime I can talk about Freddie, I like to talk about Freddie. 
and uh, Lee Trevino and David Faraday. Those commercials, I just, I love them, love them, love them. But anyway, you're going to get to go online and pick out the ball that's right for you. So uh, the fifth caller, 800-729-8255, and we're giving away some Bridgestone golf balls. Happy Father's Day. And Rich B., I'm just back from the 24th Annual International Network of Golf Spring Conference up in Atlantic City. Beautiful weather. We had a great time. And, uh, but you know what? Not easy to get to Atlantic City. And, you know, usually I leave the rants to you, but I'm going on a one minute rant. You're going to go off? I had to fly Spirit Airlines. You ever flown Spirit Airlines? <laughs> it's, it's like the Greyhound bus with wings. Oh. And, um, you know, let me tell you, they just, they get you for everything. I, I'm surprised they don't charge you for buckling the seatbelt because, um, what, the poor guy next to me told me that he was in line, got up, didn't have his boarding pass, got up to the counter and, uh, she said, where's your boarding pass? And he said, I don't have it. She said, well, you can go over the kiosk and print it out. And he said, well, can't you print it out? She goes, yeah, I can for 10 bucks. And uh, hook. I'm telling you, you know, and it, I mean, it's a it's a hoot. Even there, you know, all the, the stuff they sell on the plane, right? Well, you can bundle it up. Two hot drinks, three bucks, save a dollar. You can get a cup of noodles plus a soft drink for five bucks. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Um you're not giving high marks as uh, this. Uh, the seat, the seats don't go back. I mean, you talk about uh, there is there is not a thing that they don't charge you for. And we got to on the way back, we got to the line, and we're all you know we've got so much stuff in our luggage from this conference, and of course uh, they only let you on with one bag, and then it's forty pounds for your other bag, and we're pulling stuff out, and oh, it was a nightmare. Anyway, uh, spirit. Not exactly. Um, not in the spirit of the not, friendly skies. Not in the spirit of the friendly skies. Not 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 my favorite. But anyway, we're going to one of my favorite insiders, and he was at the conference, and we had a great time together. And he's up at Pinehurst from the Philadelphia Daily News, longtime award-winning sports writer and golf columnist, Mike Kern. Hey, you might have put him to sleep. Mike, you there? With all due apologies, with all due apologies, don't tell any two minute, more two minute stories about Spirit Airlines. I okay. know you're on deadline. I'm so sorry, but I just I had to. It was just uh, it was the worst. But anyway, we had a great time up there, didn't we, Mike? And we got to see all kinds of great new products. It was a it was a good good week. It was a, it's a tiring week, you know. I never think of it that way, but you do get tired. Um, but that's good, I guess, you know, because you're up at six in the morning and you know you're getting to bed late. But hey, that's what you're there for, so. And and uh, give us uh, some some uh, sound bites out of today. We've been you know talking about Bubba and we've been talking about Phil. Anything um, you know that came out of the press conferences this afternoon that caught your attention? Rory, Rory's not dating Carol anymore. It's you know it's uh, he's getting on with life and uh, immersing himself in golf. Yeah, that's what so, he said, and but, um, seems to be uh, seems to be working for him. Well, he spent time with Jack Nicholas last week, and Jack gave him advice, and I guess you get get advice from a lot worse than Jack. And, uh, you know, hey, look, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, Rory's one of the best golfers on the planet. He's probably going to be one of the best golfers on the planet for the next 20 years. So, you know, at some point maybe he will get married. Maybe he won't. I don't know what happened. I, you know, but uh, if it helps him play golf, hey, 
good for him. Well, and, and speaking of uh, speaking of uh, breaking news, that Jason Duffner cut his hair. Correct? Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought he looked pretty good as he was. Uh, <laughs> that's what you got, Holly. Breaking news. I, I, Jason that's, Duffner that's what I heard. Right? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some, uh, you know, some superstitions going on here. Um, did he lose? Did he lose 25 pounds? Uh, not, not that, that would I. Be the breaking news. Not that I last yeah, saw. The, the, the haircut gives him the again, slimming. If I, if, I, if I hit a golf ball like Jason Duffner, I wouldn't lose 25 pounds either. So, you know. All right, Mike. You're, you're, Yes. If I if I accurate here, I you have played number two since the restoration, correct? Yes, I did a couple years ago when they first when it was like first on. So I haven't played the grown in version, but I've seen the grown in version. Uh, it will look unlike any U.S. Open you've ever seen. There's no rough. Uh, it looks, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say a British Open because you're not going to see this kind of sand over and over in Scotland or England. But it has just a totally different feel to it. Um, it's going to play long. Right now, it's playing firm and fast. They, there is a lot of rain, you know, possibly in the – like almost every day down here, there's like thunder shower chance because, you know, you get the, the conditions, the 90-degree heat or whatever. Just like here so, in Florida. Uh, that's gonna, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. But, I mean, Mike Davis came in today, the U.S. The executive director of the USGA, and just said – they are ready. He said he has, they, they usually only feel this way like once every five years. You know, last year at Marion, there was a lot of concerns. It was too soft. It was this. It was that. They have this course playing tough right now. So what that's going to mean by Saturday or Sunday, I have no idea. And what it's going to mean next week with the women, I have no idea. But I, I think as, as with any U.S. Open, you know, any guy in the field right now would take even par and just take his chances. because and that, But everything about Piners, you can do anything you want. Taking the rough out only means you're not going to be chopping out if you miss the fairway. Pinehurst is all about the greens. If you can conquer the greens, and that's probably the wrong word because you can't conquer them, but if you can play the greens, people, I think they were saying that the two champions here, Michael Campbell and, and Payne Stewart, only hit like um, 41 of the 72 greens when they played. Yeah, exactly. So you, have to be able to, you have to be able to get up and down. You have to be able to, you know, sometimes put the ball in the middle of the green and just live with it um, because even though the greens the greens are big, they're really not because they run off in every direction. So the, your target lines are a lot, you know, a lot smaller. Um, and I think, they'll, you know, you'll, you'll see a few disasters, which is always, and then you'll see the, the guy who can get up and down a lot, can chip, can putt, whatever he's going to do, is probably going to be the guy, you know, it's going to take some imagination here. It's not, you know, I don't think it's going to be fairway green, that kind of thing. And when the guys get in, in the sandy stuff, you know, you could have a great lie, you could have a bad lie. It's basically nobody knows. It's you know, you're kind of taking your chances. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. I, I will say that how it's going to play out. You know, somebody on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday is going to be lifting a trophy, and and they'll say it was a great course. I hope it's not Tuesday for the sake of the USGA because uh, if the women start uh, barking, it's uh, not 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 going to be a pretty picture. But um, no. You know that that, that to, you know it is what it is. The men could be here till Wednesday, and <laughs> I mean, there's, it won't happen. There's not really a lot they can do about it. This is the bed they made, and you know they want to do it to promote women's golf. I get it. I will guarantee you when I go to the to the women's open next year in Lancaster, up near Philly, the same people that care about the women's open will care about it. 
you know, it's, it's, I understand what they're trying to do, but I just think they're trying to, like, force feed us. And, you know, I don't like it when they do that. You know, I, you know I agree. You're going to showcase, you're going to showcase women's golf. Well, in a way, you're not showcasing women's golf because you're having men there the week before, and you have Pine Needles right down the road, which is hosted three women's opens and very good women's opens. And, you know, you could have done that. But this is what they've chosen. I mean, I think originally this was actually supposed to go to Pebble Beach. Um, and then when they gave Pebble Beach the 19 open and the 18 amateur, they, they, I guess Pebble Beach didn't want to do a women's open also. So, well, uh, I know I Pebble would have been kind of neat for the women, you know. Yeah, I think it would have been too. Well, we we could talk a whole hour about that, but uh, we'll have next week to talk about it. And uh, Mike, I know you got to go back uh, back to the back to the job here. Who's your pick on Sunday? Uh, I took. I usually take three guys. I, I took uh, Furyk and Garcia. Only because they've been playing really well. Furyk's always been really good in the open. I, I just question whether they can finish it off or not. Um, and I took Brendan Todd as my long shot because he's been playing well, and I played with him in the pro am last year in Mississippi. Brendan Todd, oh, good, good, hmm, interesting pick there. My uh, my long shot's Retief Goosen, and maybe not oh. such a long shot given the way he's been playing. Hey, so. my, my long shot of the Rangers. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or even the Phillies. <laughs> I agree. So, uh, all right, well, it's going to be an interesting weekend, Mike. No doubt about it. And uh, there's there's going to be plenty of interesting, fun, dramatic golf to watch. Another great U.S. Open. Mike Kern from Philadelphia Daily News. Thanks so much for spending time with the Golf Insiders. You listen to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back with some Father's Day gift ideas. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk, Howie G in the house, along with Rich B. And it's U.S. Open week, Rich B., and probably one of the most special things is that it uh, ends Sunday, which is always Father's Day. And um, oh, Wait, wait, wait. In theory, it ends on Sunday. Now, this thing with the weather, and uh, this could really backfire on uh, the USGA. Well, it could. We'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed, especially for the women. But uh, we want to give away our last set of a dozen Bridgestone golf balls. We'll make it the lucky seven caller at 800-729-8255, 800-729-8255 for a dozen Bridgestone golf balls. Happy Father's Day to all our listeners out there. And, hey, Rich B., you know, there are a lot of different things that uh, you can get the favorite golfer in your life. But, um, hey, like getting dad a tie, you can always get your favorite golfer another golf shirt. Golf shot, golf shirts are good. Golf shirts are so good. And um, one of the favorite brands I have fallen in love with recently, in fact, uh, I know they have a great relationship with the North Florida PGA section, but uh, this, this shirt just is so comfortable and it feels so great. We've got uh, the president of Antigua, Golf Apparel on the line, Ron McPherson. Hey, Ron. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on your show. We appreciate it very much. Um, 
This is your 35th anniversary. That is a huge milestone. I know you started in golf and you uh, ventured out into sports licensing into a lot of other, um, you know, uh, pro professional sports. But that is a huge milestone in golf. Yeah, it's gone by really fast, too. 35 years um, is uh, has been a lot of fun, for sure. Well, big changes, obviously. You know, it used to be kind of the thick uh, piquet cotton, and now we've gotten into, you know, all types of what we call the performance products, um, fabrics, high-quality fabrics. Tell quickly how, you know, things have changed in the apparel world. Yeah, cotton dominated for, you know, many, many years, but it's probably been about 10 years now that the synthetics started coming back into the market, and they were synthetics that wicked moisture and were comfortable and cool, as opposed to the synthetics from, say, 20 years ago that uh, were definitely very hot and and really did not perform very well. So synthetics have been dominated, but are dominating the market. But uh, we're going to introduce some cotton blends this year because we're seeing some cottons that are coming back that are pretty solid as well. So it's going to be pretty competitive out there. Well, I know you've uh, trademarked two particular uh, product lines. It's the Desert Dry and Desert Dry Extra Light. Um, I I was actually uh, up at an event this past week, and I watched a friend of mine dump a cup of coffee on his shirt, on his Antigua shirt, uh, and it was amazing to just watch it wash right out of it and dry within a couple of seconds. So um, I I can tell you, this this stuff is wonderful. It definitely works. There's no question about it. It definitely works. We've... uh... We've tested and tested and tested, and, and uh, we're real proud of it. It's a, it's a terrific fabric. And you have a pretty high-profile fo- player on the LPGA Tour, Stacy Lewis, who wears your brand. Who uh, is on the PGA Tour? Uh, we've got uh, several different guys on the PGA Tour and the Senior Tour. Tom Pernice on the Champions Tour won last week. That's then, pretty good. Uh, pretty good PR there. Yeah, he's a good guy and, and Great guy. obviously a good player. And then... We've got a couple of younger guys on the PGA Tour. Brian Stewart has had a pretty good year. He's probably in the top 25 in the FedEx uh, rankings. Chris Blanks, after having an injury year, is back. And Kevin Streelman, I think, also, and, don't you? Well, we had Kevin for many years, and uh, we did not uh, con- uh, continue with Kevin this past year. Uh, we love him. Uh, he got an offer he couldn't refuse. Well, so that that those that happened. Those things happen in business. It does. Well, uh, we've we've got to run, Ron, and um, we'll have you on again because we're getting into summertime here when it's uh, pretty toasty here in Florida. But uh, for anybody listening, you can pick up Antigua at your Greengrass Pro Shop or shop.antigua.com. That's www.shop.antigua.com. Thanks, Ron, so much, Thank and you. congratulations. All right, that's it, Rich B. Um, we've just got a few minutes left. Thanks to all of our uh, guests tonight, Bob Herrig and um, Mike Kern, as well as Jeff Rood. Who are you picking, buddy? We have 10 seconds. I've got uh, Phil Mickelson. I'm going out on a limb right now. Oh, you're the worst. I'm going with <laughs> Justin Rose. Back.